Hello. All right, Gary. Hi, James. How are you doing, my friend? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, very good. I'm glad the snow's gone and it's warmed up a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm well pleased. Yeah, really uh, had a real good weekend and uh, looking forward to tonight's guest and tonight's show. Yeah, it should be good, shouldn't it? I can't believe I was thinking earlier that I can't believe that we're on to the third one of these already. Unbelievable. Goes quick, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, well, so this is the first one that we've done virtually just because obviously logistically with getting everybody together and stuff just um, was a bit off the table this week, wasn't it? So we thought we'd just do it this way, which has also helped us, I think, for our guests that's coming on later. Um, obviously, one of the first things that we want to do, as always, is thank our sponsors, Complete Carpentry and Build, um, and their website, uh, www.completecarpentryandbuild.co.uk, sponsoring us, and we've got their logo and everything on our tops as well. Um, so before uh, the guest comes on, then, what should we talk about? We could talk about Maidstone, Gary. If you can remember yeah, back that, that far. Yeah, a chat about Mason, which was uh, an unbelievable game. Listen, I've just gone back for, through a bit of the history, and we've met them eight times we have met them, mm-hmm. and we've, there's been 30 goals in those eight games, 3.75 goals a game, mm-hmm. and there's been three red cards. I think there might have been four, but I've not, mm-hmm. I found three, and they've been all, all Mason to players. And yeah. Wow, it was unbelievable. I never, to be fair, I wasn't expecting that. What what uh, Dawkins done come back to win three two? I must admit, I I wasn't expecting that. I don't know what how you felt about it. No, um, I agree with you, mate. Because I think after, even after, even at two one, um, and then them going down to ten men, I thought we had a we had the chance then. But then we didn't get the ball, did we? For ages, couldn't get the ball off them, and they they mm-hmm. kept it. Uh, they kept it away from us well. They retained the ball pretty well. And we looked absolutely shattered, dead on our feet, most of the players. And there were some players out there playing in all sorts of different positions, weren't there? And then, um, <laughs> you know, one minute we had Bobby Joe Taylor playing centre mid and then Callum Kennedy came on and played central midfield as well. And yeah. um, <clears throat> and then the two goals out of absolutely nowhere. I told a few people, asked, a couple of people have said to me, how did Dawkins get on recent games? I said, well, there was a game... Last week, where we were 2-1 down and the board went up for added on time at six minutes. And then when the game ended, six minutes later, we'd won 3-2. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I, there's people in front of me jumping around, and I've called it all wrong, haven't I? I've called uh, Dan Gallagher getting the goals, but it was Bobby Joe Taylor, because uh, yeah. Callum Kennedy was taking the corners. And I must, he yeah. hasn't played for 20 years, Callum Kennedy. So I wasn't, expect, I wasn't expecting him to take the corner. I expect him... Bobby Joe Taylor to take the corner and Dan Gallagher to get in there. Mm. But anyway, it all works out in the end. But uh, yeah, listen, it wasn't the best game, to be fair. It was two teams that were low on confidence, you could mm. see, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The quality wise wasn't brilliant, was it? And it was, um, no. it was a battle of, yeah, who, who was just going to get through to the end, really, on adrenaline and who had anything left to get something out of the game. And, um, Thankfully, for our, from our point of view, it was us. And like you said, Gazdek, uh, Kennedy's delivery for that corner was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? Oh, uh, because there's so much pressure when you do think, you know, when you get those last minute um, corners, set pieces. Look at 
the anticipation with uh, England in the World Cup with a free kick last minute against France that Rashford took, you know, and there's so much pressure and, you know, you just want to make that a good delivery into the box and thankfully put it right on Bobby Joe's head and then he um, headed it in off the other side of the crossbar. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You've got to put it in the right spot, haven't you? And the person's got to make the right run, everything. Yeah. It's got to work like clockwork and they, yeah. and it did on 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 Tuesday, a week to yesterday, or tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, it all worked together and Listen, three points done us a power of good, really, didn't it? We climbed up to about 15th, I think. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the boys needed that, no doubt about it. And also the way things have been, like, I'm not sure people really know how the team has been affected in the last fortnight with, I know we keep banging on about it, but a virus. And it's just not, mm. it's just, it's not just a virus. It knocks you off your feet, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Jack Jeb was um, due to play, wasn't he? And then he called in sick that afternoon. And like yeah. Mark said, he had people out there playing with the virus and still feeling unwell. And mm-hmm. it takes a hell of a lot to do that. You know, when you're not yeah. feeling, when you're not feeling great to go out and do that. And it was cold Tuesday evening, wasn't it as well? So, yeah. um, yeah, it, it's, it felt at the end, it felt like more than, uh, just three points in a way because it was such a big, an important victory for us, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we haven't won a game. I don't think we've won a game in five or something like that. Maybe we haven't won one in for five games. So we needed a we needed a win to get three points again, and then obviously start. You know, especially with the Christmas period, it's not that busy this year. This year, like, you no. know, but uh, you know, you know, we just get our confidence. Basically, it's confidence at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then obviously after that, then we had the trip down to Yeovil at the weekend, didn't we? So you were down there doing your commentary and I was down there watching as well. What did you make of that one then, Gary? I saw your I, interview with Mark afterwards and I think you you loved it, didn't you? <laughs> well, I, the reason, yeah, I did. I was, listen, I say what I see. I had a little moan up on the Tuesday against Maidstone and then on Saturday, I just felt that they were all ill, no doubt about it. And they defended for their lives. And I haven't seen Dawkins Wanderers defend like that all season, in my opinion. And but but the opposition have, <laughs> and they've been throwing their bodies on the line. And I, you know, I just felt that was a blueprint for Dawkins Wanderers for the rest of the season, in my opinion. I just felt that they they defended superbly, they competed, and uh, they didn't. They frustrate what teams do to us. They frustrate us. And we, that, well, that's what we did to, uh, Yeovil Town. We frustrated them. And then we could have nicked it. And then at the end of the game, they did, they were throwing a kitchen sink at us, weren't they? Mm. And then, you know, you know, went to penalties. And that's a, that, that was a, uh, it's a lottery, as everyone says, but our penalties were superb and linking yeah. in goal, unbelievable saving them. So yeah, no, I thought it was a, it, personally, it was my best performance. Thought of the season because of the situation we were in team-wise. That's how I felt. I don't know about yourself. Yeah, I mean, it was... I didn't really know what sort of team was going to end up out on the pitch. Um, you know, I travelled down there and... Um, credit to Oval as well and their ground staff and everybody for getting that game on on Saturday. Mm. Uh, both teams were keen to play. Um, and... Um, I didn't know what sort of team we were going to put out with all the injuries and everything and the virus and stuff. And, and watching the warm up, there was, I couldn't even recognize McShane because he had his woolly hat on and he had a snood and he had, and all you could see was his eyes because they were just keeping themselves wrapped up and warm. And, and then, uh, Niall McManus and Isaac Philpott went off and did some running and they were the only ones that were sort of doing a proper warm up. The rest of them were, were out there, mm. but, um, 
And I thought, oh, no, I don't know what's going to, you know, how this is going to pan out, really. And then it was a strange start to the game because they they kept playing a diagonal over to the left wing, over to Isaac, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, I think with the head injury, with the two injuries, he went and played in a different position, didn't he? And from that point on... Right yeah, back. he played like a right wing back almost, and and from that point on, they they obviously lost that. The first mm. half, at times, it was it was being played at there was no intensity at all. At times, they were letting us have it, and then we weren't sort of really getting very far um, before they would sort of get it back again. And then at the second half, they did, but we defended so well, like you said, Gaz. Um, players were throwing themselves into tackles and diving in and blocking shots and and stopping. Uh, efforts on the line and there was that uh, moment when Isaac slipped over and they were sort yes. of almost in but other players saw that danger and got back to cover as well mm. and, I, and I think the, the players and the management team deserve so much credit for that because it could have been easy to have just gone through the motions on that game on Saturday yeah. you know with it being could a cup game and everybody feeling, feeling unwell but to their credit they really really did put in a really good shift and obviously kept it to nil-nil and then uh, straight to penalties. But then I think when you look at the penalty takers that we had that took the penalties as well, they're all good technical players, you know, um, that you would hope would, would find the net in a penalty shootout. If you know what I mean, yeah. you know, they, yeah, they, yeah. Weren't, they weren't bad penalties either, were they? You've got Seeger on there, who's pretty much first choice penalty taker anyway, McShane, and then uh, Jack Jeb as well, stuck his in the top corner. Technically mm. a good player, and then it was quite fitting, really, after the two goals against Maidstone, that it was Bobby Joe that had the chance to put us through as well. And, and Lincoln's team was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we had the, we were all side on to that because um, that's where we were standing as fans, and it was funny position to watch from down there because we were almost at pitch level, so you couldn't yeah. really tell. You couldn't really tell. Um, if the penalties were going in or anything because we weren't behind the goal or anything like that. So he couldn't see if the keeper had died the right way. Uh, but he pulled off two absolutely brilliant saves. Yeah, really, really yeah. good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, they, like I said, with them on, and on the way home from the bus, they were flat out some of the players. Oh, and don't forget the two young, well, not two, three mm. young guys there. There was Spike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought he played well as a left back. He's not I thought he played as a left back. He played really well. He played really uh, well. He looked really comfortable there, actually. And I liked that he was getting lots of encouragement and support from Sammy and, and Dan Gallagher and stuff back there as well. Um, yeah. He really did put in a good shift. I thought he played really well. Yeah. And then Aubrey come on, wasn't it? Yeah, was Ben Aubrey. Aubrey. Yeah, up Ben front. Aubrey. Yeah. Is he 16? I think he might 16, be 16. I think. Yeah. Yeah, 16. So he, he came on and I thought he'd done okay as well, to be fair to him. Yeah. He put no, himself he put about. Definitely, became a bit of a physical presence. Uh, yes. Flicked a few balls on and stuff, and um, just kind of gave us another body up there, didn't he? Really, because once yeah. Spike went off, uh, Mark changed to a back three and just tried to add that um, extra body up front. Um, mm, yeah, and hopefully, they. I mean, yeah, I mean, Spike played in the first team a little bit at the start of the season in some of the friendlies, but for them both to get that opportunity was really, really good. Yeah, really. Yeah, good. and there was Hayden Adam as well. He, yeah. He, he, well, it was his birthday that day. It was Saturday. Right, okay. Yeah. It would have been nice if he could have got on just for like five minutes. But yeah, no, it was his birthday. <laughs> he didn't tell nobody. So uh, uh-huh. we kept that we kept that a secret. It was his birthday on Saturday. So uh, yeah, then the draw today, mate. So uh, the draw is we're, we're at home, which is a good. That's brilliant being <laughs> at home, isn't it? Yep, yep. 
against AFC Fyde or Kidderminster Harriers. So, uh, yeah. What's your thoughts on the draw, mate? Well, they're two good teams, aren't they, from the National League North? Um, I was just speaking to somebody actually prior to coming on here and said that a lot of the teams in that division are um, full-time. And I know that we played Fylde three or four years ago and they they, they came to Medibank and um, knocked us out. So there'll be, there'll be whoever whoever wins that respective tie will be um, will be a tough opposition to play against. Yeah, yeah, no matter who, Definitely. but obviously we, you know, we're we're pretty good at home, and and by that point, I'd like to think that we'd have a few players back mid January. So, um, and for me personally, I'd take anybody at home really, guess. And I know that Definitely, Mark was yeah. quite, quite happy to get anybody at home as well. So. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, home draw. They definitely want that. And it's being played on the 14th of January. So, like you say, but hopefully by then we'll have some of the players be back, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully, the, obviously, the virus will be gone, hopefully. So, uh, but we might be back tonight, not full strength, but, well, you know, and the other good news and all that I was, we've, I was meant to say as well on Tuesday, Matt Briggs doing some running around the pitch, which yeah. was another great uh Another, another great thing to see. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying he'll be back for that game, but hopefully some of the injured players will be back. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to that, actually, because we've only got four games to Wembley, isn't it? I know. Yeah, yeah. So those, that, uh, Fylde and Kidderminster play tomorrow night. Um, That's right, yeah. And just looking at the table, uh, Fylde are up in sixth, but they've played four fewer games than some of the other teams up and around them. So they've got... Plenty of games in hand, and Kidderminster Harriers are a twelfth um, about mid-table as well. So no matter who wins out of those two, it'll be quite a tough game. And it, it's always a, a sort of a bit of an unknown, isn't it? Sometimes we play these other teams, and now the draws opened up to be anybody like nationally. Um, uh, yeah, so I think yeah, it'll be quite good. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, looking at five, they've got the second best defence in the in the in the division. Bit of stats. They've gone a yeah. five game unbeaten run. They've only lost one in eight in all competitions. And Kidderminster, yeah. they're not doing so great. They lost their last three games and only had two wins in last nine games in all comps. So uh, like you say, it we'll be we we'll take either of them at home, but I think we might fancy Kidder Kidderminster if they did get through. <laughs> yeah, AFC filed uh, as I said, I remember when we played them before in the same competition and they beat us. And actually, just looking at one of the players that was probably, I remember him as being a standout player for them that game, Nick Houghton. He's still there and he's actually their top scorer this season as well. A bit like McShane, he's a midfield player that's got uh, over twelve, over double figures. I think he's got 12 goals as well. So he's a real um, talent in that side and he's still there as well. So, yeah, it'll be yeah, interesting sure. to see who wins out of that one. Um, Something else I needed to mention, Gaz. Um, so from the Boxing Day game onwards, the home games, the um, fans are going to start running a golden goal competition. Are they? So oh, they'll be selling, selling tickets in and around the fan zone. Two pounds, obviously, draw out a number. And then um, depending on um, as and when the first goal is scored in the game, um, be a golden Good goal idea. ticket. So, yeah, um, we haven't yeah. done that. No, so yeah, um, there's a sort of like a little supporters uh, committee that's been sort of formed, and that was one of the things that they wanted me to mention tonight was just to make sure that that gets out so people are aware of that. Um, and yeah, the Boxing Day game at home at Eastleigh, that'll be the first week that they start doing that. So make sure people come to that and have got a couple of pound coins in their pockets for some tickets for that. Definitely, yeah. And all the all the money, there. all the money, uh, you know, money for that be either going back into the club or. Um, you know, for the winner of the of the golden goal as well. 
Yeah, so we've got Eastley, obviously. Well, time we, once this comes out, the next day we've got Eastley at home on Boxing mm-hmm. Day. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be another tricky one because, you know, they're a good team. They, you know, they, they come up to when they played us in the FA Cup. They were, yeah. they were decent, weren't they? Yeah, they were good. Yeah, yeah, they were. So, obviously, having had to play them already in the league, uh, in the FA Cup, gives us a bit of a, uh, you know, we've, we have played them and, and also what they're yeah. about as well. They're a good club and, and well managed as well with Lee Bradbury. Um, so that'll be a tough two, two games over the Christmas period, won't it? With them on Boxing Day and New Year's Day and then get straight yeah. back into fixtures again in January when Oldham come to Meadowbank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just starts again, doesn't it? It starts again and, uh, off we go and, uh, see where we end up, mate. Looking forward yep. to it again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Should be good. So we're just going to, um, what we'll do is we'll just, um, take a couple of minute break, Gaz, and then we'll, um, yeah. hopefully be the time for our, um, guests to come in. Sure. No problem, my friend. Right. Welcome back. Gary, we've got a guest now. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll introduce, so we've got Alfie Rutherford on here. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you on here, mate. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. Um, right. So how are you? That's the first question we're going to ask. How are you doing? Um, good. Uh, getting better day by day. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just... It's, Frustrating? Yeah, so boring. So boring. I've only really just been able to start being able to do stuff. Um, but obviously I've now done this and now I've got to wait for my knee up next month. So it's going to be a boring couple of months for me, but it'd be worth it in the end. So tell, what was the, what was the operation that you had then, mate, for those people that don't know? Right. So I've got, um, aortic stenosis, which is, um, the valve that plumps, uh, that pumps the blood out of your body, out of your heart. Um, mine is diluted and it's, bicuspid whereas yours would be tricuspid so yours would sort of look like a mercedes badge that would open up mm-hmm. mine's got um like a two lever thing and it gets quite lazy so it struggles to pump the blood through as quick so i've had the aortic valve taken out and the pulmonary valve taken out and then the pulmonary valve replaced where the aortic valve is and then i've had a graft put in where the pulmonary valve is Wow. Wow. That does sound. How long did that, how long was that then? How was the, how long was the operation? So it took them seven and a half hours. Did it really? Wow. Yeah. And I was under for 24 hours. Jeez. Brilliant. Mm. Wow. So, uh, like, you know, recovery, you said you're, you're you're getting on the men like, but mentally, you know, mentally, is this, is it taking its toll on you a little bit? You know, I know you, how you're, what, 23 are you, Alf? 24, 24 now. 24. So, you know, mentally, has it, has it taken it a little bit out of your light, you know, mentally wise? Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm the sort of person that gets down, like, completely about stuff like that, but it's, it's starting to get, get that to that point where it's starting to aggravate me a little bit. <clears throat> um, the fact that, like, I can't, well, it's, it's, it's okay now because I'm starting to live a normal life again. But for the first four weeks, it was just bed bound. And luckily the World Cup was on. So I had something to watch. But yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. It had to be done. So you look at the positives. And your family, obviously your family supporting you, no doubt. And uh, 
they're all behind you and helping you and all things like that. Which you need, you need, you need support, don't you, when you have things like this, don't you? Big operations like this. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just bought my first house, so I lived in it for two weeks, and then I've had to come back home and um, take all my mum's electricity bills and get her to pay them <laughs> for the heating and make me all meals. <laughs> Good old mum. That's what mums are for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what about uh, the knee um, op, Alfie? Is that all booked in and everything ready to be done now? Um, well, it's, it's penciled in for next month because I need to have a chat with the hospital because I'm not allowed to put any stress on my chest. And obviously with the ACL surgery after, you'll have to be on crutches. So I need to find out when I'll be able to use my arms. Uh, I'm hoping for mid-January, um, which would then set me up nicely to hopefully look back and get back for sort of September. Probably I'll push it out a little bit more to October. November what, playing? What, playing? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd hope it'll take nine nine to ten months, Jeez. hopefully. Nine to eleven, so okay. that, that that would be the aim. That was That is what I was looking for anyway, to be honest. And, and obviously, that, sorry, Gary. Sorry, James. That, no, go on, James. Does that fit in? That fits in with the recovery from your heart operation and everything else as well. Yeah, I mean, the heart is um, just three months, so it's okay. not because once they do the operation, effectively you are better. Yeah. Um, it's just for the chest you have to wait to heal. So okay. they do say two to three months, so the January time would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is. I'm not, not talking about your heart, but your ACL. Is, is this is that the worst injury you've had so far in your football career? Yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't think I've had an injury that's kept me out for longer than four weeks. Really? Um, yeah. So, you know, you take the rough with the smooth sometimes, don't you? And it's unfortunate that the timing and everything, um, just starting to get going in the season, it felt like. Um, but, you know, it's part and parcel of football. What about work? What about your work, your job? I don't know what you do, but as, uh, obviously, have you been working or you can't work? Um, well, no, definitely not working. I'm an industrial roofer, so definitely can't <laughs> be you? up on the roof. So, yes, that's, I think that's one of the worst bits as well is not working because it, it, I've never known to just not been able to do anything indoors. It's, it's not good, really, but... Fair enough, mate. Well, you always got a smile on your face, which is always good to see, buddy, when we do see you around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, no, and it is. I mean that. I, you've got a, you're good. You're a good lad, and you've got a good personality, good attitude, and it's good to see you down Meadowbank. And when you are down there, you put you put a lot of smiles on a lot of people's faces when you do get down there, mate. No doubt about it. Yeah, cheers. I appreciate it. Um, right, Alfie. Uh, so take us back then. So your route into playing football. Where did you start off? Have you always been a striker? That all come from. Does that come from from your dad and stuff like that? Oh, if I tell you this story, you probably won't believe me. You <laughs> <laughs> used to be a goalie. <laughs> uh, I've, I've always been kicking a ball from when I was younger or whatever. And then I was, my dad was manager of Moneyfield, so <laughs> I signed for Moneyfield. So I was playing um, for a man called BJ Green. Uh, just like a lot of people are new for Moneyfields anyway, because I was over there every weekend. Um, and then when I was eight or nine, I believe, I signed for Portsmouth. But I was a striker at Moneyfields at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I signed for Portsmouth, and my first game I played right back. And then <laughs> I played centre back until I was <laughs> until I was sixteen. 
Wow. wow. Um, and then obviously went on from there. But there's a, quite a funny story of so Lee Bradbury used to be the manager at Haven, obviously, and yeah. I was at Portsmouth, and I he was my manager, and I was a centre back. And then when I went to sign for Haven, someone put my name towards him and he said, oh, I don't need a centre-back. <laughs> I, like, I don't play there no more. <laughs> but, yeah, I went from Portsmouth to Moneyfields, um, obviously because I got released because of the valve condition. Right. Um, and then signed for my – played a pre-season friendly for my dad, um, doing him a favour, and ended up scoring a hat-trick. And he put, ended up putting me up front and then <laughs> went on from there and – I couldn't play the first game of the season for Moneyfields because I was only 15 years old. Um, <laughs> so I had to wait until the second game when I was 16 because usually it falls on my birthday. Um, and then, yeah, Bogner, Haven, Dawkin. And you played forward for striker for all those other teams in. Yeah, Bogner. the only team I didn't play up front for was Portsmouth. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and what did, when you play and defend, I'm not being rude, could you, did you defend? Could you defend or what? I used to think I was good, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's mad to think about it, really. Um, I mean, it, maybe if I was been having the forward training that I would have needed um, from when I was at Portsmouth, who knows where it would have taken me. But, you know, you never take that. I've always learned from whatever position I've played in. So, um, yeah, I, I, it was good times. It was good times. Mm. And now I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate why defenders hate the strokers job so much and why the strokers job. <laughs> but would you look like would but would you want to look like Ed Harris? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, of course I will. <laughs> oh dear. So Alfie, did you know about the heart condition before the, the before it arose at Portsmouth then? Was it something you knew about anyway in your childhood or is that the first time yeah. you knew about? Right. Yeah, okay. um when I think it brings on signs of tonsillitis. Right. Um, so when I was very early, I mean, before I can remember, I think my mum and dad took me to the doctors uh, and they put, uh, I'm not going to say it because I make myself sound stupid, but what the doctors have and they put on your body to listen to your Steth- heartbeat. Stethoscope. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I yeah. didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> that cold thing on your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, they put that on my chest and heard a murmur. So obviously I went up and had my scans done, and that was the conclusion. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Lucky they found it, really. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. So the other the other thing that we we have heard that you're good at golf. Is that is that correct? Uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to think I'm all right at golf. Yeah. I'd, it's my it's my second sport. I'll put it that way. <laughs> and what 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 handicap are you? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm eight at the minute. Wow. Well, oh, no. probably not, were... a, not at the minute because I can't swim in the golf club. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. I appreciate that. So, uh, obviously, that's a great way to get away from football, isn't it? And just relax and uh, chill out. And, you know, so, you know, obviously you're good at sport, no doubt about it. So, uh, what, what, what turned you to golf then? Did, did that help you with golf or you just... Because, you know, it's a great sport to play, but it's just hard one to learn as well, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people don't like it, because they don't like, they don't want to learn it and they don't want to stick with it. But um, my uncle's a golf pro. Oh. Um, so I've always, pl- I've always played golf, but not to what I've 
I only started taking it seriously when I was about 18. Um, cause what I used to do when I was 16 till I was 18 until I signed for Haven, I used to play on a Saturday and go out obviously on a Saturday night because <laughs> I was young and that's what I wanted to do. And then I thought I probably need something to keep me in on a Sunday, like keep me in on a Saturday. So I thought oh, I'll take up golf and now I start playing <clears throat> with, um, I started playing with all my dad's friends. Um, and then, yeah, I just fell in love with it. And every Sunday, I'd, I'd play football on a Saturday, stay in, and then freshen, like a fresh little walk, I used to look at it as. And now I've started taking it a bit more seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Do you, um, what courses, what course do you play? Because somebody asked us what the best courses you've played. Um, yeah, I know. I see some of them questions. I'm hoping some of them are back. <laughs> um, so the best course I've played is the Montgomery out in Turkey. Um, or the carrier golf course, but my golf course, um, I'm a member of Waterlooville Golf Club and mm-hmm. Hayden Golf Club. So, yeah. Is that Turkey, the Turkey one, is that one with the floodlights? Yeah, 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 it is floodlit. Yeah, I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't played it, but I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. Any other, any, golfers? Go on, James. Any other golfers in the Dawkins team? Yeah, good. Uh, I know Nick Wheeler used to play a bit, but I think right. he's give up now. Um, he's too under the farm, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you send that to him as well. <laughs> um, no, um, I know Alan uh, Galt plays, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm, I think a few play, but probably mm-hmm. not every week like me. Yeah, yeah. Well, the gaffer don't like golf. I know that for sure. He's golf and cricket. He can't stand, so uh, he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't play it. I know that for a fact. They're too boring for him, aren't they? They're too boring. Yeah. They're too hard. <laughs> <laughs> what about your favourite player? Have you got a favourite golf player? Or golf um, player? Well, you can't look past Tiger Woods, but my favourite to watch is Rory McIlroy. Just really? everything about him. He's different class. But you can watch any golfer and fall in love with it, to be fair, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rory McIlroy. Yeah, I'm Faldo. I was a Faldo fan. Obviously, I'm much older than yourself. You're showing your age. <laughs> showing your age. I'm a Faldo. Yeah. I'm a Faldo. Ian Woosom. <laughs> yeah, all those sort of things. Yeah, so they're, they're my guy. Because I love golf. I don't. I have led lessons and I played it, but it's, like you say, you've got to really stick at it and all that. Yeah. But no, I like watching it. It's a, it's a good sport to watch as well. So yeah, James, you're a golf fan, mate? Um, not massively. I watch the Ryder Cup and things like that, but my in-laws. Uh, are uh, all um, golf key. They were called keen golfers. Yeah, they play round uh, this way, up just outside Dorking, Betchworth, and places like that. They play. Oh, and yeah, they yeah. they actually play down because they live down in Hampshire now. They play down there. They're members of golf club Halen Island Golf Club. They play down there. Yeah. yeah, that's my golf club as well. All right, yeah, that's where <laughs> my um, father-in-law and mother-in-law play down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nice, real nice. Cold though. Right, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right, another question for you, Alfie. What are your top three goals that you score for Dorkin? Uh, and why? Three, three to one or one to three? Go from three to one. Yeah. Um, three to one. Three to one. Uh, I'll go with number three, the... Uh, it's hard. That's really hard. I've... I've scored 
look, I think number one's pretty obvious. <laughs> um, but number three, I'll go with probably the Dulwich third goal that I scored. Only because I've never scored a goal with that part of my body before. <laughs> Which I won't say. Um, and then number two will have to be the third one against Haven't. Um, obviously, obviously from the celebration, everyone knows that it was just a hop skip. Don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then um, number one, obviously, the, the one that got us promoted. Uh, Edge Fleet the final. final yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, although thinking about it, I forgot. I forgot about the the Welling goal. That that might have been in there somewhere where I was on the byline and I don't know how I scored. But <laughs> I'm still oh, yes. there. I remember. Do you remember, I remember it? Yeah. I was yeah, on the yeah, byline yeah. and I, I think I just tried to win it across the goal and it oh, just went yeah. in. I, yeah. Maybe two goals. I, I two goals I remember were the uh, Worthing away. In the FA Trophy, yeah, cut in and then hit it across the keeper. Hit it round, yeah, yeah. And the other one was the one at South End in the Trophy was pretty good as well because you just picked that up and ran up. Yeah, the yeah, back yeah. No, that was... And then hit it under the keeper from sort of a tight angle. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were they were two uh, oh, goals I remember seeing. Goals, goals like that, maybe the Concord one, the fourth one. I think I was offside. I think I was offside, <laughs> but. But we we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, it's not. It's not on here as a question. But obviously, you're talking about the Ebbsfleet game there. How many times did you replay that heading that ball back across for Luke Moore after that? And thinking, Christ, I had to get that spot on, and I was cramping up, and you know, I couldn't go for goal because I was quite far out, but I had to try and head it back into an area of somebody to come on to. How many times did you kind of replay that after that? How many times have I watched that? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've honestly watched that game. The thing is, is sometimes I see it on TikTok and like what I'll do, I'll watch it on TikTok and then I'll go and watch it on YouTube again just because it, like, it just gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. I mean, I've had yeah. something similar at Haven't. And I've watched that plenty of times as well when JP scored the 90th minute. But yeah. I, I think the mad thing about that was that whole game, that the, the centre-half that John Batter, I didn't win a header all game. No. And it was just just that one, I just thought, I've got to win it. I mm. literally just have to win this header. And I thought it was going in, to be fair. But luckily, <laughs> it, it, I didn't care. I did not care as long as it went in. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah. But they, they, they are literally the moments that we play football. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, I was going to say that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you don't get many of them. So. Mm. True, very true. And that, that, yeah. that game, that game was such... The crowd, you know, it was just the day, the sunny weather, the crowd, and the, the way the game went back and forth. And it was just, you know, we were talking about how good the World Cup final was. I'm not saying we're, we're that standard, but you can understand why people talk about games like those sort of games, can't you? Because they were just, they're just brilliant, must be brilliant to be in and, and play in those sort of games. Yeah, I mean, people will never, ever forget games like that. If you're there live, you'll never, ever forget that. Mm. Um, I mean, to be fair, even my friends still talk about it sometimes. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and luckily for nowadays, it's all filmed. So... Mm. You, I'll never lose track of it. It'll always be on YouTube. 
yeah, yeah got those true. got those memories forever haven't you yeah yeah that was um quite a day that um mm-hmm. other than uh yourself obviously because you'd probably say yourself uh who do you <laughs> think is the best striker in the league Alfie <laughs> I wouldn't say myself. <laughs> oh, you're too humble and down to earth. <laughs> um, I mean, you obviously got to look at Langstaff and the amount of goals he has scored. Um, but personally, watching him, I'd have to say Paul Mullen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, you, the debate's there, but obviously, you look at Langstaff, he's scoring countless amount of goals. Um, and I mean, fair play to him. But what else can you say? It's, yeah. it's, good, when, it's good when you're scoring goals like that because you know they're just going to keep coming. And I mean, to be fair, I think Notts County are by far the best team we played this year. Mm. Um, and even I, I don't know how we won that game. Honestly, <laughs> I always been watching that and I'm thinking I don't know how we won that game. Yeah, true. <laughs> we're 3-1 we're, we're up in the 90th minute and I'm thinking why can we still take a draw <laughs> <laughs> well that actually um, yeah I mean uh, yeah you're right um, I, I'm not quite sure how we did win that game but there were some good individual performances but I can remember you tweeting yeah. on that day about a certain Dorky Wanderers player that you said that you loved him um, yeah that not day. Well, yeah, because he's asked you a question earlier, Alfie. So we've had a question oh. from James McShane, and he said, despite scoring 30 goals last season, how did it feel not being the best player in your household? Hashtag up the Saints. <laughs> oh, I don't even need to answer it, do I? I don't even need to answer it. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, okay. next, time, next time you see him, you can pour another uh, Peroni over his head. Yeah, that, that's my favourite memory of James McShane, pouring a, pouring a Peroni over his head. <laughs> Alfie, you've been, at, you've been at a few games, obviously, watching, and, uh, you know, every team we play, they've got centre-backs uh, centre like six foot three, six foot two, you know, six foot, six foot five. You know, if you have been, if you have been playing this season, how do you think you might have coped against guys that tall uh, and, and strong in this league? Um. I mean, to be fair, I had it before when we was at Haven, and there were teams like Salford and Leighton Orient, and you come up mm. against these these centre backs, and they're, they're and this is no disrespect to Conference South defenders, but these are full time athletes as well. Mm, yeah, they're they're full time. Like they, they they train every day, so not only are they good defenders, but they're also athletes, mm. and yeah. I think that's the difference probably from. Conference. I think that's probably the biggest step will be from Conference South to Conference. Um, yeah, and I mean, I've had it before, and there's. I was a bit younger then, and there was a lot of games where you just get you just get beaten up by the bigger man. But I'd like to think I'd have grown up a bit by, by then. So, mm, sure. Yeah. I think a lot of it is going to obviously depend on the sort of like the deliveries into the box and things like that, isn't it? Because thinking back to one of the games that you did play up at Oldham, obviously we got two goals there that were crosses into the box, but they were really good crosses, weren't they, from Bobby mm. Joe and, and both yourself and Josh Taylor got on the end of them. Um, and I guess some of it, despite the fact that a lot of these teams do have these giants and these athletes at the back, a lot of it is about balls into the box. Because we, mm. despite the fact that obviously that, that obviously that Jason's moved on and stuff, a lot of our our patterns of play and our style of play is still the same, isn't it? A lot of the 
the way we play and the way we go at teams is to get wide and get that overlapping run and put balls into the box. Yeah, and I mean, you look at it as well, we've had a lot of injuries. Mm. Um, and, I mean, you, like the gaffer says in his interviews, the amount of injuries we're getting. And I mean, it, we had it last year, I suppose, at the start of the year. We had it probably just about the same as this. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... You know the teams that we're putting out, we're still getting results. So yeah, it's it's working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're never going to change our pattern. This is exactly why we've had success. Mm. So it's it's a hard one because whatever way you look at it, it's going to be difficult. But you just got to take the positives, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> Um, it's something to do with that pitch. I just, I just think it's something to do with the pitch. I really do. I really, you know, it's like you said, the last two seasons, we've just had injury after injury after injury in it. You know, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think I see a stat the other week about, um, I think I see on Twitter about women's football. Obviously, a lot of them are played on 4Gs and they're saying the, the amount of injury more they're getting now. But, I mean, when you when you look at them, it's a perfect surface every time. Mm. But I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it could ever be proved about the four Gs or whatever. Um, mm. I don't know if there's any proof behind it. So it's hard. It's hard yeah. to comment on it, really. Yeah, definitely. Oh no, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Dorking are an ambitious club, Alfie, and you're pretty ambitious. Do you feel that the two are matched? Do you think your personal aspirations are matched by uh, Dawkins aspirations as well in terms of their progression and things like that yeah 100% I mean that's why that's why I've signed new deals mm-hmm. um, because I, I mean some people don't know the gaffer like we do and mm-hmm. I mean you two probably will and I, you, I just know he will not stop until he gets into that football league yeah he, will, he won't stop and I mean, that's, I know I want to be at the club doing it with him. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Good. I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of the lads are like that. I must admit, you know, you know, people looking in on the club and see Mark. You know, they you've got to know the man before you even give a judgment on him because. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to talk about Mark tonight, but I'm just saying, you, you know, you have to, you have to speak to the gentleman and work with him for a while to really, you know, try and understand what he's all about. I believe. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, you hear mixed opinions about him, but <laughs> you don't judge judge a book by his cover. I mean, people look at him on the sideline because he's always shouting, and people don't like it. But if people know him, probably how we know him, they'd see it a lot differently, um, and that, yeah. that's exactly how I see it. Yeah. And I think the thing with Mark is, final word on that is, he generally doesn't really care, does he, what people think? <laughs> he, he, keep, no. he keeps he keeps his his circle of people pretty tight that he trusts and that he relies upon, and and other than that, he doesn't really give a shit what people think about him no, too much, really, exactly does he? That. You know, and and he'll yeah. do everything he can to keep driving the club forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, have you got any pre-game rituals or superstitions? Um. I don't do anything specific before the game, as in like put like right over left or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. But I get quite agitated, so right. I, can't, I can't sit down. So I don't really sit down in the changing room. I'm, you you probably see me to be fair. I'm always walking in and out of the changing room, I'm always going into the studio <laughs> room, just because I just can't sit still. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, food, I'm pretty much always the same, uh, like egg, egg on toast or whatever. Um, and then always just carbs and stuff, just pretty standard stuff. But, yeah, nothing too um, no. specific. No, nothing sure. that you kind of knocks you off balance if you haven't done yeah. it or like anything like that. <laughs> okay, well, listen, what about if another, another one? That's, uh, if you could pick a five-a-side team with the players that you played with, even at Dawkins and before, what, what gives you a five-a-side team? Who so would be these, these are players that I've just always played with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and do I have to be in this team? No. No. Uh, you can be. Go on, then. I'll tell you what, because I see this question, I thought, I'm going to have to have a think about this. <laughs> um, in goal. Um, You're trying to think who you don't want to disappoint now, aren't you? <laughs> no. I mean, to be fair, I've played with some unbelievable goalies. Mm. Um, some, To be fair, most of the goalies I haven't played with for long enough. Right. I think that's sort of the, the problem, but... The goalie that stood out for me was probably uh, Grant Smith at Bogner. Um, that year that I was there, he was <laughs> outrageous. Because um, we were playing against a lot of um, like national league teams in the trophy that year, and he was uh-huh. keeping us in the game. And that's why we got to the semi-final that year. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to go defenders. Um um, I'll have to say Ed Harris Ed Harris because he's just always been what you see solid mm-hmm. um, you've probably known him with, for quite a while as well haven't you Alfie? yeah now, I mean I've known him since I was him quite a while since I was 16 years old so yeah. <laughs> I've known him a long time um, yeah. and I'll have to go with Rory Williams um, he was at Dolphin for a little bit Plays for yeah. Dorking in some pre-season friendlies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, played them, but yeah. um, oh, the ability he had is unbelievable. Well, I remember but, watching him in that friendly at Allfold and thinking what a left foot he had. What a, yeah, 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 yeah. The amount of crosses that were in a perfect area. I mean, I wish I could head the ball. <laughs> I wish I could head the ball when I was at Haven because I'd have had a lot more goals. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Jason was there, so. Um, <laughs> Right, so what's that three? So, uh, Wes Fogden. Where is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just uh, consistently the best player I've ever played with. Really? Um, oh, and then JP. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Foggy, I'll just fall. Foggy was like, he, he goes under the radar, he does Foggy. You know what I mean? His, 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 his engine, everything about him. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. he didn't get enough goals. Maybe I'm not sure, but that might, maybe that's one of the things. But I just felt it, I I loved him as a player. He was more one of my favourite players for Dawkins. I must mm. admit, he was 100. Mm. Yeah, the the engine that he's got is just so scary. It's mm. so scary. I mean, we he didn't he didn't give you a he didn't give you or Briggsy any um, tips on how to mend your own ACL. No. <laughs> He's, he's just built different. Oh, I mean, man. <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people know this about him, but obviously he was supposed to stop playing football years ago because he had a bad back injury. Mm, yeah. Really? Um, that he got told to stop playing football and yeah. you have a look at him now. I mean, when he first came to Haven, he was just coming back from an ACL injury then. 
And he'd come back, and I think we'd done a bleep test, and obviously he had nine months out, and I think he won the bleep test. So it just proves, <laughs> it just proves what he's like. Robot, yeah, robot. Just built the <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah, that's good. I've uh, got a question for you, Alfie. My question. This is my question. Do you listen to Angel Radio? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> that's a real... <laughs> I listen to that now and again. That's just very old music. It's down in Hampshire. It's a local radio station in Hampshire. Right. And, it, and it's all the old music in it. It's all... Uh, I speak I've, in I've, I think I've the... seen it on there, yeah, but I definitely <laughs> haven't listened to it. I don't I really listen to she, radio. I spoke to your nan about it and she listens to it. So, uh, yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we had the question as well. I'm sure you saw the one about why you had called on the cop with your Nando's. <laughs> it's because that not that day I was I was in Nando's with my mate Dexter, so I didn't think he was going to ask that though. Oh, no, I wasn't going. Yeah, I better say I haven't seen that one. I yeah. didn't see that one. And then other ones. <laughs> and then there was another question about who's got the biggest scar, you or somebody else? Think as well. Yeah, because obviously I've just had my number, but my friend's just gone in. He just had a massive scar down his neck. His looks a bit better because it's on the right. neck. But... <laughs> Ouch. Jeez. Right. Um, you're a Portsmouth supporter, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that was another question. Which which team do you support? Um, do you ever go and watch them or go to Portsmouth games or anything like that? Um, I mean, I, I don't have to because I get my mates in the inbox telling me everything about it. <laughs> some good, some bad. So, but I, I am, I am, because my family are either Tottenham or Liverpool, so I do follow Liverpool. But a lot of my friends are Arsenal and Tottenham, so when they play, when Liverpool play them, I'm a massive Liverpool fan. But when they're not, I'm just a follower. But mainly Portsmouth. I mean, I've always, when I was younger, I used to go watch them quite a bit, and obviously because I was there as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of covered a lot of the questions that people asked. Um, yeah, so we covered the, the best three goals that you scored, the five-a-side team, covered McShane's question to you as well. Um, so, yeah, we, they were all the people that asked them, Ethan Taylor, Chris Shaw, Matt Evans asked a question about golf, Alfie Wales, Tom Williams, Chris Pinion, Doogie Hall, Danny Aldred, Ian Murray, Jack Howell, George Calloway, Lloyd. Lloyd, your uh, super fan. My mate uh, Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd. Um, he um, he said just to uh, say that um, he is your biggest fan, basically. And, um, yeah, obviously you know who Lloyd is. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I turn up, I, I know where Lloyd is because I can hear him yeah. shouting. <laughs> and then he runs up to me, gives me a big hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get yeah, worse soon, card or a big hug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gaz, what did, did you, you have a Christmas other... then? Sorry? What, sorry? Hey, what are you doing for Christmas, Alfie? Just having it with a family and just having a little quiet one? Well, I was going to, but my mum and dad are going to Thailand. So so I'm around my uncle's Christmas day. Oh, um, right. But to be fair, it's be the first Christmas I'll actually be able to have a drink. So I'll try and I'll, I won't get it again probably. So I'll try and enjoy it this year. <laughs> I'll never get this chance again. Well, hopefully I won't get this chance again. I'm saying. And lucky enough, yeah, the game's got Eastley home in a way, so no doubt you'll be around. And uh, yeah, yeah, we have a good catch up. Definitely, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, I haven't got any more questions, Gaz. Have you? 
No, no, I have no questions. All I say to you, Alfie, all the best. And I hope uh, 2023 is a good year for you, mate. And uh, you get back on your feet and we see you on that on that pitch for Dorking Wanderers and knocking the goals in. Yeah, yeah, be good. Good time. Yeah, everyone Hopefully, else. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree. How quick time goes nowadays, I think... We'll be there very soon, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I um, echo what Gary said there. And um, on behalf of Gary, myself, and I think everybody at Dawkins, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And hopefully yeah. 2023, we'll see you back out there. Yeah. All right. I mean, right. I'll, I'll say a message to all the fans while they're uh, hopefully yeah. they tune out. I'll just say thank you for all the support they've given me and whatever. And hopefully I'll be back out there soon. Brilliant. Yeah, I think they'll appreciate that, Matt, uh, mate, and they'll be singing your um, singing your song again soon. <laughs> <laughs> they'll sing it to you when you're not playing, so they'll sing it to yeah, you yeah, when yeah. you are playing. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Alfie. All the best, no, mate. Thank you very no much. No problem. Really appreciate Cheers, Alfie. That. All thank the best. Very much. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Well, I think that went really well, don't you, Gary? Yeah, superb, mate. He's a lovely man. He's, a, he is, he's definitely he? a lovely man. And uh, like we just said, hopefully he gets back on his feet as quickly as he can. And, uh, yeah, everybody likes Alfie. You can't you can't dislike the lad, can you? No, no. And um, I was thinking um, when he put his picture up on Twitter of his open heart surgery, I mean, I think he had like something over like 5,000 likes and people wishing him all the best from all sorts of different walks of life. And everybody in, in non-league football and beyond and stuff was just wishing him all the best. What a ordeal for somebody so young to go through because I'm not sure a lot of people realised that he was having that done as well because obviously people knew that he'd done his knee but yeah. it was that lingering heart thing that he always had to get it done didn't he and within the next sort of 10 years or something yes. so it kind of yeah. it kind of brought everything forward so he could get that done but yeah what a lovely guy um, and I think everybody wishes him well and wants to see him back out on the pitch soon and um, hopefully he'll be down at Meadowbank over Christmas and everybody can pass on their best wishes to him. Definitely, mate. Definitely. 100%. So, so this is the last one for Christmas, mate, isn't it? We have Christmas yep. and then we're back in the new year. Is that right? Yeah, we'll be back in the new year. Um, hopefully, we'll all get round the table again um, in the new year. Obviously, this one's just taken on a slightly different format, but hopefully everybody still listens in or, or watches wherever they get their podcasts from. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that's um, tweeted yeah. us and sent us emails and, and sort of supported us. We've got over 400 followers now on Twitter. You know, we only set the account up sort of six weeks ago or so. We've done three of these now. And, and people have been really supportive and the feedback's been really good. So uh, thank everybody for that. And hopefully we can keep people listening with good guests and topics and subjects to talk about. And um, again, thanks to Complete Carpentry and Build for their support. And thanks to you, Gary, as well. Yeah, no problem, mate. Thank you as well. And uh, yeah, that's it, exactly. People, we, the public needs to send us, or supporters need to send us as much as they want and what they want to hear because it's about them in it at the end of the day. Yep. But yeah, yep. no, but thank you, mate. Really enjoyed the last three shows. And like we say, onwards and upwards in the new year. And it, hopefully we can go on and do better things, no doubt about it. Yep. So uh, Merry Christmas to you and <laughs> everybody else. And yes. a happy new year to everybody. And um, we'll see everybody at Meadowbank and we'll see everybody on here again very soon. Yeah, no doubt about it. Merry Christmas, mate, and Merry Christmas to everyone. All the best. Talking Wanderers is proudly sponsored by Complete Carpentry and Build. Visit www.completecarpentryandbuild.co.uk. Check out their website.